Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Today, we've got a great story of compliance relating to neighbors, gardens, and fences. But first, a story from Interesting Area 32, Unlisted Number Malicious Compliance. In the 1990s, we moved to a smallish town and learned pretty quickly that there was another person living here with the same first and last name as my husband. They are the only two people with that name in our part of the state, so it was confusing. The other guy had an unlisted number and we did not. So we received a lot of calls for this other guy, some not so nice. We couldn't tell the callers the other guy's number because we didn't know it. And not everyone believed us when we said that they called the wrong guy and we didn't know his number. It was annoying. As it turned out, the other guy missed a music gig because the person trying to get him called us and couldn't reach him. So he called us and gave us his number and asked us to pass it along. So we did. For everyone who called. Old friends, music gigs, telemarketers, bill collectors, there were a lot of those. Needless to say, the other guy called again and asked us not to pass out his number to folks he did not want to talk to. I told him I wasn't going to screen his calls for him. He can choose to get all of them or none of them. Those are the only choices. I don't recall which he chose, but it wasn't an issue for much longer after that. If you found yourself in a situation like this and your neighbor wanted you to pass out their number to people that they wanted to talk to, would you be willing to do that at all or would you want to immediately shut that down from the get-go? Would you be at all willing to pass along that number? Let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is from Need Composer 4619 Bureaucracy from Different Eras I requested a long-term visa in a European country that needed proof that I had enough money to support myself during my stay. My money's in the stock market with a broker that operates only online. European country required the paperwork to be of the last three months and that each page have the official stamp of the financial institution with the initials of the branch manager. My financial institution insisted that they provided only online statements and that compliance can be validated within the barcode. Also, there was no branch manager since online brokers don't offer local services. European country wanted nothing to do with a barcode from my country of origin. I figured that if they couldn't validate a code, they couldn't validate a stamp. I went to Office Depot and asked if they could make me a stamp with the financial institution's logo. They complied. I stamped and initialed my own statements. I didn't lie about having the money. I did have it. I figured that at worst they'd call the phone number on the statements and get asked for the barcode. Then stamp or not, the financial institution would confirm that I was compliant with the money requirements. I think OP should just be pretty happy that it worked out for them because I feel like the last thing you want to do is be on your way to or be in a different country and for them to then realize something was falsified, you would probably be locked up for an indiscernible amount of time. Apparently OPs use the trick to get a visa in a second European country afterwards so 
I guess it's working out. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Every single video has awesome stories like our next story from not for you 1315 certified copies of transcripts? Like what? I'm applying for a position in Australia, and I'm required to upload certified copies of my college transcripts. Okay, that's fine and totally normal. In the US, we call them official transcripts, so I thought, no biggie. I had scanned my official transcript, where the seals, watermarks, and signatures are all visible several months ago. I attached it and sent in my application. Done. Then I get an email saying that I need to send in a certified copy. I told them that in the US, we call them official transcripts and that I've already uploaded a scan of my official transcript. I get a message back saying that they have to be certified. I explained that the original hard copy was in the US and that I wasn't and asked how I could get a certified copy of my original if the original is in the US and I am not. No kidding, this is what I was sent back as a response. Thank you for your email, I'm happy to answer all your questions. Certify copies, make a copy of the original document, take the original document and your copy to the certifier. They will check your copy is the same as the original. On a single page document, the certifier must write or stamp, this is a true certified copy of the original as cited by me. If you're able to get certified copies from your education provider directly to you, it would be easier for you to upload them directly to the portal. So, huh? I requested another copy of my transcript from my university and requested that it be sent to them directly. But in the meantime, I printed out the scan of my official transcript, went to the police station, and had them certify it as an original document. I then scanned it and uploaded it back to the site. Anyone with common sense would definitely not accept what I did as official, but it worked. The institution accepted the scanned copy with the police officer's stamp and my application went forward. I provided them with a certified copy of the scan of my official transcript. Like, what? Very clearly this whole thing is just super backwards, but as long as you get it all figured out and solved in the end, I feel like this is one big headache that you just kind of have to forget about, breathe in and breathe out and move on. Our next story is from Artie Farty 2022 fences make good neighbors. My parents lived in a house where the neighbor had right of access across my parents' back garden to get to theirs. Standard UK Victorian end terrace rules. They were crappy neighbors. They would let their grandkids run around our garden and drop their rubbish. They would also come out and stand in our garden while my parents had family barbecues and stare at us. My folks couldn't do much about it because they had the right to be there. My parents were fed up of this, as well as them walking across the flower beds and leaving the gates open. So when the farmer who owned the land surrounding my parents' house offered to sell about one quarter acre of it, my parents jumped at the chance. Imagine the original path to the neighbor's back gate before the sale. They would walk up to the path beside my parents' house, across the yard where they could look into our kitchen, and walk to their gate which was located on the boundary between our two houses about halfway up the garden. My parents bought the land and erected two seven-foot fences around the perimeter of the land. The fences were about four foot apart. The entrance was about 30 feet away from the original gate, and when you walked all the way around the new path, it led directly to the neighbor's back gate. Essentially, they had their own path and didn't need to enter our garden. The neighbors didn't like this because it meant they had to walk much further to get to their back gate. 
My parents reminded them that they've fulfilled their legal obligation to give them access across their land to the neighbor's back garden. It didn't say anywhere that it has to be the shortest route. The neighbors threatened legal action but didn't follow it up. The farmer sold the rest of the land to a developer. The neighbor contacted the developer to ask if they could create their own exit onto the developer's land at the far end of their garden so they didn't have to use our path. The developer agreed as that area was going to be a pathway. They gloated to my dad that they didn't need our path anymore and he'd wasted his money for nothing. So my dad put a lock on the gates to ensure privacy as they no longer needed it. When the foundations for the first buildings went up, the neighbor complained to the council and company that they were too close, by two meters, and had to be moved. The fuss cost the developer a lot of extra money, so they sent a letter to all the neighbors informing them a path will no longer be running along the back of our gardens, as it will now be used as garages to offset the cost of reworking the foundations. They built a garage block directly behind the neighbor's garden. The neighbors now had a gate at the bottom of the garden that led to an ugly concrete wall. The neighbors then had to come cap in hand to ask my dad politely to remove the locks so he could start using the path again. My father obliged. The neighbors only stayed a few more years as it seemed that the son-in-law actually owned the house and when he divorced the daughter, he sold the house and kicked them out. The setup of those houses alone is already annoying enough. But when you have a crappy, uncaring neighbor, maybe even entitled neighbor, I pity anybody that has to deal with a situation like that where you have to watch your neighbor basically come through every day, trample the flowers, their snot-nosed kids dropping their rubbish all over the place. Makes you want to shove them all back into their house and just nail a bunch of boards over their door so they just can't go out. Our next story is from Shockwave2309. Why would you care about that? This one's from my dad. My dad started to work in his job about 50 years ago, and he never changed it. He went through all the stages that came with it. First, he was the post dude, and would only deliver in-house messages, and then he slowly made his way up the food chain, until about 15 years ago, he became team lead of his team. His job was part of the financial department, and his team consisted of 8 of the 15 people in the whole country that knew how this specific part of the financial system worked, and how the laws were applicable. In the last 20 years, my dad was traveling all across the country, teaching his knowledge to everyone who paid a lot for those courses, and he even helped designing many laws regarding this topic, which also led to many funny stories where some know-it-all lawyers tried to get cocky with him and tell him how it should be done until he told them that he wrote those laws, but that's for another time. My dad knew for the last 10 years in his job that he'll retire and that all of his team will retire shortly after him since the department was founded not too long ago. He told his boss and her boss's boss that they should hire some people for them to teach their knowledge. That was 10 years before his retirement, and they all told him that there's plenty of time left and everything is golden and he shouldn't worry. Fast forward about 8 years and my dad is still trying to convince them that it's urgent that they need to hire now. But in the meantime, the boss's boss has changed, and now the new guy just looked at him and with a really witchy voice told him, why would you care about that? Welp, he never brought the topic up again. Two years later, he retired. His co-workers who worked with him for 40 years in this department had nobody to ask when they were unsure what to do. The new team lead was some young dude who tried to teach my father's co-workers how stuff worked. 
just because he sat in one of the courses my dad gave a few years ago. Now that about 70% of the department are all retired, stuff works really slowly, and the department has to reach out to lawyers to help them. But those crapheads, sorry but lawyers are truly idiots, don't know anything about this. My dad always said, policemen, teachers, and lawyers are the worst kind of people because their job always makes it that they're right the whole day long. And he was constantly working with this type of people. The way these higher up bosses were lethargic like that is really surprising to me. You've got an old senior member who clearly is doing valuable work that comes to you and says, hey, you need to be thinking about hiring new people who are capable of doing this job. And their reply is, why would you care about that? Makes it very easy for you to just stop giving any kind of a crap at that point. You would think they would at least want to do that jerk businessman move where they bring in some kid who's going to be underpaid, teach them everything they need to know, and then keep paying them unbelievably low rates while they do all the work that was taught to them. No, they just let OP's father leave and take all that knowledge with them. And our final story of the day is from Ancient Educator 76. This is America. My amazing wife bought a pogo pass for the family. This allows our family of five, sometimes seven, to go to many events on the cheap. The other night, we saw the Rattlers play against the IFL's newest team, the Frisco Fighters. Great game. One that a certain couple didn't get to see, thanks to some presumably malicious compliance on behalf of the ticket scanner. We were waiting in line, waiting for our tickets to scan. Noticed a couple in front of us getting very fidgety with their middle school twins, yelling at them to pull up the tickets on their phone. They made it a race, as if everything was a competition to these girls. Twin 2 wins, lost that bet with my wife, just in time to get it scanned. All that and the man scanning didn't take his magic wand and scan their phone, just looked and nodded them through, about ready to move on to us. But alas, it was not to be. Mom starts tripping balls, telling the young ticket scanner, but you didn't scan us. The young ticket scanner says, ma'am, you're good to go. He then turns back to us to scan our tickets that were also readied by our kid, saying as he makes eye contact with us, Hey man, some people don't get it. If I say you're good to go, you are. Got no problem with me? You're problem free. He said it so rhythmically that nothing I could write could do it justice. Just how melodically he almost sang this utterance, like a catchphrase. All of a sudden, the lady shouts while whispering, probably because security's right there, This is America. For all of our safety, I demand you scan each of our tickets. Enter malicious compliance by the young ticket scanner as he tells us, with his eyes more than anything, watch this. He takes the scanner, asks the crazy This Is America lady, are you sure? She says positive. You know the... She was about to ramble on when the tickets suddenly made a weird noise. The noise of rejection. The young ticket scanner says in an overly emphatic sad voice, ma'am, I'm so sorry. I hate to be the one to tell you this, but this ticket's for our next home game. See the date? The crazy lady replies, you've gotta be kidding me. And she turned to her disappointed looking family and disappeared into a crowd of people I could care less about. The young ticket scanner turns to me and says, to my wife most likely, and kind of to his co-workers in the general public, I saw that date. I saw the different helmet color. I tried to help them out, man. No one wants to listen. No one cooperating. Smiling all the way, shrugs in unison. Nice to see malicious compliance secondhand. 
I think the most interesting thing here isn't really the malicious compliance in the story, it's the fact that this mom knew that they were tickets for the wrong game, still got clear to go in, and then for some reason felt the necessity to rat themselves out? Why did they feel the need to do that? They just doomed themselves by saying, essentially, here double check make sure these are the right tickets. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another malicious compliance story that was even more insane than the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, click on the right. But with that said, I'll see you all next time for some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 